For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everyone, this is Michael Hall, Director of Training at RYM. Before we get to today's podcast, I want to invite you to join us at our annual Youth Leader Training Conference. YLT is an incredible week of equipping, connection, and encouragement for you and your ministry. We're excited to offer two locations in 2019, Nashville, Tennessee, and Paradise, Pennsylvania. Feature speakers include Sandy Wilson, Walt Mueller, Julie Lowe, Duffy Robbins, and Scotty Smith. Registration for both locations is now open. Please visit rym.org training for more information and registration. Hey everybody, we are back talking to Reverend Scott Bird. Uh, Scott, we uh, talked about uh, issues, questions surrounding homosexuality yesterday. Uh, we definitely covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time, and we know that's a very sensitive subject, and we could spend more time on that, but hopefully it was helpful to people just to have some, some bullet point answers and thoughts on how to uh, answer some of those uh, frequently asked questions. So definitely go back and check that out if you missed it. Um, getting into another very difficult question today, but one that students are definitely asking, and I know I've received this when I was in student ministry, but the question is, why would a good God allow suffering uh, to happen? And so, uh, you know, there, there are so many questions that come up with this, just the origins of evil. And as Christians, we know that there's, there's so much that we can't answer uh, uh, when it comes to this question. Uh, but Scott, when somebody comes up to you and asks you, why would a good God allow suffering? Uh, how do you begin? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you just hit on it. Um, <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> uh, All right. That was good, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's a pretty good answer to start with. Um, I don't know. You know, it, a lot of times there is something specific uh, going on. Kind of the, what I talked about yesterday, John Stone's thing is somebody asks you a theological question. You need to figure out what's behind that. Um, and so usually there's some suffering going on in, in their life or a friend's life or something. And, uh, and usually, you know, we're not going to know the answer to the why question behind that suffering. Um, but so our, our youth group studied the book of Job um, a couple of semesters ago. And, in one of the commentaries, they said that in the book of Job, uh, Job never gets the answer to the why question. He asked that several times. He asked God, why, why, like, why is this happening to me? And he never gets the answer, but he does get the answer to the who question. He gets the answer to who is behind this. Um, and he says, Job, you know, where were you when I told the ocean it could go this far and no further? And, um, where were you when I put the stars in the sky? And so, so God is revealing who he is to Job. Um, and he's saying, look, I'm all powerful. I'm all good. And I'm behind this. Um, I'm with you. And so that's kind of the, um, that's my go-to for this question is we may not know the, the why answer. Um, but we, we can know the who answer, who is behind this. Um, and yeah. you know, who, who is over this? 
not, not that God takes pleasure in, in his people suffering or anybody suffering, but, um, but he is sovereign over it and he allows it to happen. You know, he, he's the one that told Satan, Hey, have you considered Job my servant? Um, you know, uh, so he, he is sovereign over suffering. Um, and, uh, Charles Spurgeon, if, if y'all haven't listeners, if y'all haven't listened to, uh, John Piper's biography on Charles Spurgeon, it is really good and really helpful in thinking about the question of suffering. Hmm. But, uh, but in it, he said that Spurgeon said this about suffering. He said, it would be a very sharp and trying experience to me to think that I have an affliction, which God never sent me, Hmm. that the bitter cup was never filled by his hand, that my trials were never measured out by him, nor sent to me by his arrangement of their weight and quantity. So Spurgeon actually took comfort in the fact that God had measured out his affliction. Um, And so I think we can too. I think we can find some comfort in the question of who is behind this. And it's a good father. Um, so that's kind of where I start. Yeah, that, that, that's good, Scott. I mean, just again, rooting this in the character of God, um, for sure, because I think oftentimes, I'm not saying all the time, but oftentimes when students ask this question, uh, it is kind of trying to, I think, you know, trip us up at times, you know, I mean, again, mm-hmm. there are students who sincerely are just trying to figure this out and they might be dealing with this from, um, uh, friends in their school asking them this question, but sometimes it is kind of coming with maybe an antagonistic um, way, kind of you know, just trying to, to to trip you up. And so again, to to root it in uh, scripture, I mean, to root it in God's character, but to also uh, point to you know the fact that a loving God allows this to happen, and that that's actually a comfort um, mm-hmm. that that you know suffering has a purpose. Uh, that there's a reason why he's doing this. And we may never know the answer to that, this side of heaven or even uh, in the next life for sure. But because we do know his character, because we do know he's good, and because he is sovereign, um, there's there's great comfort in that. So I think that's uh, definitely a good place to start. Right. And I think, it, I think if you get that, if you get that there's a good father behind it, um, then you can trust that, that he is doing it for your interests, you know, for his glory and for your, your good. Um, I I tell our students, um, it's kind of like a kid with cancer, like a three or four year old with cancer, you know, they're not going to understand why their parents are letting the doctor stick these needles in them and give them chemo and put this medicine in them. That's going to make them sick and uh, make their hair fall out and all this stuff but because they don't have the, they don't have the big picture. They don't have the understanding. They don't have the capacity to understand the big picture that that chemo is actually saving their life. Um, mm. and that that pain is actually good and life giving. Um, and so we're like that, like we don't have the big picture. We don't, we can't see, you know, into the future. We can't see what all God is doing with suffering. Um, but we can trust that he is good and that, that he doesn't inflict pain, um, for no reason. Uh, and so, you know, Romans five says that suffering produces endurance and character and hope. Um, that suffering really is, it's sanctifying. It makes us lean into the Lord more and and trust him. Um, Spurgeon also said he learned to kiss the wave that smashed him into the rock of ages. Mm. Um, he learned to love his suffering that, that pressed him into the Lord. Um, so, so suffering is, um, 
it is sanctifying and it, it, it grows our relationship with the Lord. Um, and, and a lot of times we can't really get that because we don't have the capacity to, to see everything that, that the Lord is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, one that, that illustration of the, the child of cancer and the parents loving them, even though uh, they, they can't get the, the big picture, uh, like you said. And I think that that's something else to, to go back to as we talk about the character of God, uh, just thinking that, you know, he is infinite and wise beyond our comprehension. And so his plan and purposes is so far beyond uh, what we can grasp. And, and I think just, you know, that truth alone about his character that oftentimes in, in the midst of suffering, he, he's doing something. We, we just have no clue that, um, again, might be, you know, making an impact or accomplishing his, pers- his purposes for generations to come and, and kind of resting in that and knowing that to be true. I mean, I, I know uh, Cameron Cole is someone who's been referenced on this podcast, and uh, he uh, wrote the, the book called Therefore I Have Hope, and it talks about you know him losing his, his, his son, I believe, at the age of two or three, mm-hmm. and, and him talking about you know, specifically how it was theology uh, that really uh, gave him comfort. Because we can throw in you know, these theological terms and talk about God being sovereign, um, but, but him saying, giving testimony to the fact that it is these biblical truths that ultimately ended up giving him hope in the midst of this you know, horrific uh, tragedy. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, as this question comes up, it, it really kind of puts meat on the bone, so to speak, of so much of the theology our students kind of know and have heard in the church, but this is where you know, theology gets, gets real and gets on the get kind of street level, so to speak. Yeah, I, rem- I remember Cameron at uh, the Gospel Coalition a few years ago said in one of the seminars, he said uh, that the, one of the big things that, that youth ministries are lacking is that, that we're not preparing our students to suffer. Um, and because everybody suffers, everybody's going to lose family members. Everybody's going to go through hard things. Um, and so we got to prepare them to suffer. And I think a big part of that is giving them a, a picture of how big God is and how good he is. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember years ago, and, and um, as we're throwing out these books and uh, references, we're definitely getting links back up on the site so you can uh, go and check those out. Um, if you go to rym.org and go to our podcast section, you'll you'll find the, the links. But I can remember a um, something John Piper said, and I think it was maybe – uh, the title was a challenge to youth workers or a plea to youth workers. I'll, I'll look that up and, and get that link up. But it was about a 40 minute talk that he gave to youth workers. And he said something along the lines of, you know, you can get hands up in the air in a second with the right crescendo, meaning that, you know, we can play music in our youth groups and get hands up in the air. and People, you know, are mm-hmm. acting like they're excited and passionate about the Lord. But he says, but will they follow Christ when they suffer? Um, and so just ultimately, like you said, we've got to be preparing these students to suffer well and to know uh, their theology and, and really take a lot of the, the theology we're teaching them and, and ask these questions. Okay, how does this apply to suffering? And, you know, you can say this, you can believe it. Well, what what happens when this scenario comes up, when one of your parents, you know, dies tragically or a friend or whatever? I bring up the scenario and see how this theology can be a, a comfort in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Scott, as we start to, to close this out, is there, is there anything else you want to add or maybe a, a follow-up question you've gotten related to this? Um, 
No, not really. There, there's one more quote from Spurgeon that I think is, is worth reading. Um, this is what he says about, uh, about suffering. He says, I'm afraid that all the grace that I've gotten of my comfortable and easy times and happy hours might almost lie on a penny. But the good that I have received from my sorrows and pains and griefs is altogether incalculable. Affliction is the best bit of furniture in my house. It is the best book in a minister's library. Um, and so a lot of times I'll tell students, you know, the, the believers in our church who are, who are the closest to the Lord, who love the Lord the most, have probably been through some of the hardest times um, in the church. And so uh, suffering really is a, a tool that God uses to, to grow us and to um, grow our love for him. Yeah, and it's definitely good um, for Spurgeon to close us out on that. Uh, those are some some good words for sure. Uh, so I think that'll be helpful to many. And tomorrow, as Scott and I continue this conversation, uh, we'll be dealing with the question, can Christians smoke pot if it's legal? Uh, definitely another popular question. So Scott, I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. All right, thanks.